Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday! And welcome back to another episode of Sunshine Steven, where today I'm talking to new friend Terry, who um, wrote a book, (laughs) and we are going to talk about meditation um meditate with terry is his uh username on insta and stuff like that i'll um link it down below but i do want to give a fair warning i actually looked at the timestamps and everything this episode was recorded a year ago (laughs) just about so march 25th uh is when i interviewed uh terry for this show but Um, Like I've said before, there was a lot of stuff that happened, and I was doing really good at the beginning of last year of recording well in advance. That way, um, you know, I was ahead of the game, and then, like, I was really, really ahead of the game, and then took a break. And But now I'm back, so some of the stuff, if we do refer to, you know, 2021, just be prepared. Any hoozle, let's get into it. Well, hello, Terry, and thank you so much for joining me on the Sunshine Steven podcast. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Yes, no, um, I'm super excited. I actually did a whole meditation week last year, and I'm hoping to maybe put this episode out that same week I just have to look up the dates because I totally forgot them um (laughs) but I had a couple people talk about meditation and had a good friend she helped me out with a guided meditation because I was like I'm not really good at that so she did that for me recorded that for me so super excited my listeners already know that I'm I, I love meditation and everything I'm always curious to hear more and learn more but i don't want to steal your thunder so i'll let you kind of give a a bio about yourself and what you're all about uh sure so um meditation meditation's been in my life since i can remember uh it was all in the art it was in the teachings from growing up in a Sikh community and most importantly my mom was just constantly on at me for so many years meditate meditate until i think it was about nine years old when i started taking it a little seriously and felt Mm -hmm. inclined to do so and then um yeah, by the age of 12, I was literally like reading scri- ancient scriptures and ancient oh, wow. texts all about meditation and how to deepen this practice because I was really trying to figure out creation. Right. And, you know, as as the average 12-year-old does, I'm sure, <laughs> it's probably why I was so bullied. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, Who's this weirdo? And then, um, yeah, so I took to meditation really well. And then life changed, things happened, and I stopped meditating. I got more consumed by my experience of life. And then as I grew older, started coaching and entered the coaching realm, I'd never ever thought to teach meditation mm-hmm. because the stuff that I was taught wasn't necessarily like science backed or, you know, it, there was no, it was not like a technique. It was just a formula. And um, so I never thought to teach it, but then my clients started asking me about it. And I started teaching them these basic techniques that I knew growing up, mm-hmm. uh, growing up and teaching them the difference between breath and prana and little things that kind of helped me you know see my body as more of an intelligent thing as opposed to just this thing that gives me life and and then uh, I started teaching meditation and it kind of just grew from there really Um, my clients were asking more about meditation then I got asked to teach um, some medicinal cannabis patients how to meditate Mm -hmm. 
which got really interesting because then we were helping them navigate through their psychoactive states. Mm-hmm. And then word got out about my 420 meditations. <laughs> and then I had recreational users come to class and then I set aside hosting general classes. And then it led me up to eventually open up my own meditation studio to now having my book out. Which is awesome. Yeah, I and I definitely want to dive into your book as well, too, and let listeners know where um, they can get that. And also there you have a a like a starter pack, I get a meditation starter pack yes, on your website. Free meditation starter pack mini course. Which is awesome. Yeah. And I think everybody um, should look into that. We'll definitely um, talk about that a little bit later when we talk about where they can find you and everything. Yeah. Um, awesome. So that's um like you said, 12 years old. Hey, don't feel bad because at 12, I was crying in my room because I had not gotten my Hogwarts letter yet. So oh. everybody at 12 was going through a phase in some way or another. And I, I truly thought like, this is a real place. They forgot me. Like, this is awful. Oh. So weirdos of the world. I know. I'm yes. still, I still have hope. Maybe it just really got lost no. in the mail. There. Don't worry. I'll, 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 we'll talk about meditation like a superpower during this podcast. Awesome. That'll be great. Yeah, yeah. it is. That's how I teach the kids how to meditate. Like, yeah. Like a superpower. Oh, that's that's so important. I feel like kids could learn so much and just be better adults <laughs> if they meditated. So they're really... certainly better meditators than we are. Oh, uh, see, and it's funny because I always think back. Like I was always that that awful kid that whenever it came to quiet time or nap time or anything, I was like, "No, nah, I'm not about this." But like everybody else was, and I I take it back now. Now I wish I had quiet time (laughs) and nap time and everything like that throughout my adult life but anyways I digress so back to meditation okay why do you feel uh, meditation is so important we've kind of touched on a little bit and how people can benefit from it uh well meditation it's it's it is one of your it's a human intelligence it's something that you're supposed to be doing just as well as you do sleep Mm -hmm. just as well as you can breathe like it's that opportune moment for you to process your thought and feeling and to actually pay attention to what's going on in the inner world. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we don't, I don't think we see the value in meditation in this world and the benefits that it can bring is that we're so consumed and attached to how we navigate through the world. We're so consumed and attached to these bodies, mm-hmm. how they look, how they're perceived, you know, and that's, I'm sure we can get into that a little later about the conditioning and the programming of the world and how we're kind of taught to really be scared of certain things and to behave and act in certain ways and because we're so trapped within that Mm -hmm. meditation just seems like well where we else are we gonna go what else is there and you'll notice what a lot of people are teaching about meditation is okay yeah meditation is about being aware of the present moment but when you've got a significant amount of the world's population who are like i want to get out of this present moment I mean, if you read the statistics on depression, anxiety and suicide, it blows your mind. Oh, yeah. And so I'm sitting here thinking, well, the only way I'm going to get people to meditate and the only reason why why we're going to see these benefits is to encourage people away from the present moment. Mm. And we're like, okay, let's show you this whole other world that is available to you. Let's show you how you can move consciousness to a space where you're actually above the present experience. And you're looking down like, holy crap, I need to make some changes. Mm. There's your benefits. Right. You know, and then actually realizing how to implement solutions and how to create solutions to the problems you're identifying. Once you're able to do things like that, the benefits speak for themselves. Right. Yeah, which is very powerful and very 
relevant, I feel like, (laughs) with everything that's going on in this past year. Mm. I know for me, personally, I've been diagnosed with anxiety, depression, PTSD, and meditation has been such a powerful and amazing thing. And that's why I always preach, not preach, but like tell people, hey, you should try it. It's great. And everything like that. Um, And it is, it's, it's a way to get out of the present moment (laughs) especially last year where it's like anywhere you go you're either looking at something political something endemic wise death rates and everything and it's just like a a nice way to shut down and and even like you said society i i had to get off of social media for Mm -hmm. those reasons then also like society being like oh you need to have like a 50 pack abs and look like this <laughs> way and everything and it's like yeah I'm just gonna go meditate on this and be happy with my body the way it is so yeah I mean that's essentially what social media is doing to the majority of us anyway it's condemning us yes <laughs> it's like you you do not belong in this world get off this get yes. out of this land and I'm like okay close my eyes and I'm gone yes and then where I go and I'm like oh, I'm gonna bring something way better why do I need this when I can create this exactly yeah and, and they're again i i blame like the government sometimes because i know that they listen and there'll be ads <laughs> and stuff so where it's like oh i see all these amazing models with great bodies and they're working out and then it's like oh why is cheesecake factory pulling up i was just talking about it and i'm like why <laughs> like i'm like oh i wish i looked like- oh cheesecake let me go get that instead yeah. so but, social the thing media. Is, but even then because the only thing we're taught to uh, enjoy is you nine times out of ten if you look at the mainstream media they're not what we're taught to enjoy is just sex and and physical pleasure yep you know but in order to get that you have to attain a certain appeal and so if both if one's inaccessible and that makes the other inaccessible what else is there to consume oh food a drink other things to bring in pleasure it is it's we're just the only problem like i was you i was writing down earlier when you said you were diagnosed with anxiety depression ptsd and um when you have so many different ways to diagnose how how much you're struggling in this experience of life, mm. we rarely think about assessing and looking at the experience of life itself, like mm. as a whole, as a, as a whole structure. Right. And, the re- and meditation, that benefit's going to really kick off. And when we look at our mental health issues, we'll start realizing, oh, it, all of these are just because we feel restricted as if like we cannot access certain things in our life because of literally what we are physically in this being Mm -hmm. what meditation and the opportunity you're getting is to move away from that Mm -hmm. is to get away in a space where you're realizing that holy holy moly i can access all of these heightened states of awareness that doesn't even exist in life yet Mm -hmm. i don't need people to appreciate my body because now i'm realizing i've got a mind right you know, I've got yeah. this thing and this body yeah. is perfectly designed right. to help you use this. Yeah. To exactly what genius you have, your body is perfectly designed to help you make something with that genius. The way I teach meditation, there's a reason I have these long ass limbs. It's because I talk very animatedly. If I'm going to yeah. get, if I'm competing with Twitter and Instagram to teach right. contemplation, I'm going to need to be more animated. Right. You know, the color of my skin to the sound and the accent that I've developed, I can't help. But if this is a divine creation that's allowing me to do the thing that I'm passionately able to do. The truth that I have access within allows me to express it fully with this body that I have. My appreciation for the body comes from within 
Mm. No one can validate it out here. And as a result, life is a happy and healthy experience. Why? Because all I'm doing is using this thing as it's supposed to be used to create. Right. And such a, a, yeah, such a powerful thing and something that I wish, and I'm not perfect. Sometimes, you know, (laughs) nobody's really perfect with the way, but that's kind of the mindset that I've been trying to have, especially over the past year Mm -hmm. of my life, because a lot of stuff has went down. (laughs) And so I just wish other people could see that way too. Like your mind is, I feel like your greatest strength, your greatest power and everything. So tap into that. Um, looks fade too so it's really yeah i mean think about it your anxiety depression fear all of those things it's all connected to every experiences you're having with the body right yeah So when you learn how to have an experience without the body to go into a space where you can experience yourself as consciousness which doesn't rely on the body to necessarily navigate into other other realms and i'll clear that up for you in just a second You, you realize that all of the problems that are restricting you from moving up all those mental health issues mm. majority of them stay here in mm. the present life they're not problems that are up here right and so when you realize that you're like oh i just need to clear these out of the way like crumbs off my lap mm-hmm. they're not the big overbearing thing that's keeping you down anymore you're just like oh i just need to do these things and that'll clear this because there's this i need to bring out into the world to put it in perspective when i ask you to think of a memory is your physical body going to that memory? Mm-hmm. If I ask you what you think about for, what you ate for breakfast, are you physically going to breakfast yesterday or this no. morning? That's something else. And when you learn to exist as there's something else, which I would call consciousness, mm-hmm. you start realizing where else can I go and what else can I experience? Right. You're moving beyond the experience of the body. And it, that, the mental health benefits become very incredible very soon when you can connect to that. No, definitely. Yeah, I, I definitely, like I said, I always recommend anybody with mental health um, issues or anything like that, give meditation a try. And that's a give great segue. Give it a shot. Um, but that's a great segue into my next question. What are your recommendations? Because I know even myself, speaking for myself, and I'll be honest and transparent, I've said this before, so it's no mm-hmm. secret. Up until college, I was like, meditation is not, no, that there's no way that sitting there and being, I, one, I didn't think that I could do it, but I actually took a course, um, I took two courses back to back because I was a sociology and criminal justice. Mm-hmm. That's were my two things that I studied in college. I did a, a criminal justice class, which we literally studied serial killers and everything. And so it was super dark. I'm like, oh, great, Ted Bundy. Great, I just had to read this book about him. And now like, oh, I'm learning about this 12 year old that, you know, all this horrible things happen and then he kills his whole family. And then I purposely made sure that my class after that was a psychology class of stress, pain and happiness where we literally meditated in class. And ever since then I was like, oh, Oh, this is great. But if it wasn't for that class introducing that to me, I was like, oh, but it started out, I took baby steps. It was like five minutes in class. He would have Mm -hmm. us meditate to kind of dip our toes into it. And some people were like, okay, like this is as far as I go. And I was like, oh no, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm invested now. So what suggestions or recommendations would you give to anybody that's kind of like either dip their toes into meditation and like, how do I elevate it? Or they've just never even given it a second thought. Okay. Well, if you're brand, brand new to it, if you really want to meditate and you want to start getting into meditation, the first thing to do is really understand more of what you can do and what meditation is. 
And for that, I give an example. It's simple. If you've ever had a moment in your life that's gone so tense and so stressed that you've literally been like, I just need to go for a walk and clear my head. I just need to take a break from this. Mm -hmm. When you've got to that point and you've taken a break and then you clear your head and then you come back to the problem and resolve it, that's a type of meditation. That's Mm -hmm. meditating. Except now you're doing it in your mind. You're separating from whatever you're dealing with, giving yourself a moment to be in by yourself in your mind, right. separate from whatever's going on, and then come back to it once you've got more clarity. Those are like the beginning early stages. Don't worry about being like in the present and understanding all yeah. the esoteric. So I mean, I know we went on a on a consciousness tangent yeah. earlier, um, but it's irrelevant until you understand that you're not trying to just be in one place in your meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is more to it than just sitting in contemplation you are consciously just taking a moment to think you know if you're struggling with life and there's so much going on and you're also now dealing with a thought of feeling a bit crappy that day mm-hmm. so you, you're receiving data from your physical senses and you've got this core belief you know channeling channeling every direction in your behaviors and what you think and feel you know that's too much information to process while you're trying to do things mm-hmm. so in this said separate that you know, when you're dealing with life stuff, be in life stuff. If you're cooking, be cooking. If you're at work, be at work, so on and so forth. But if there's too much thinking, like there's too much of you, too much of you retreating back into your mind and away from the world, why don't you just take that moment to just sit quietly and do that mm. consciously? Just yeah. literally, if you're thinking crappy, okay, go get a cup of tea, sit on the couch and just think like that for a little while. Like make it a conscious action. You don't have to sit and close your eyes. You don't have to... Um, you know breathe a specific way we'll get to breathing but you don't have to just yeah just get comfortable and allow yourself to think you're meditating now that is equal to conscious processing Mm. you are consciously processing thought and data and experience meditation level one (laughs) right and then now if you want to start branch going deeper you start consciously breathing you start realizing right breath is the singular most important thing about our lives literally without it there is no life and if you start breathing consciously today and you start breathing taking more conscious action on breath you are literally telling life that okay i'm in charge and this is how i want to operate i want to breathe like this mm. and so long as you're maintaining that conscious breath it's just an inhale and exhale through your nose i tell my clients just think about how you want to breathe for the rest of your life if you can only breathe one way how would that be So what happens is you start breathing that way. You move on through the world. And then let's say now you meet someone and like you just bump into someone like a friend or an old family member. If you can get an awareness of how your breathing changes, that's significant data that you can use to move your life forward. For example, like we're always waiting for that moment to take our breath away. You know, Mm -hmm. we're always looking for that experience, that love, that what not, they take my breath away. But what if there were negative forces doing the same thing too? You know, you're navigating through the world. You know what your conscious breath is. You know this control state of a way of being that you're operating. Once you've got that intact, you're navigating through the world and you start realizing now how different things affect the way you breathe, how different things make you breathe different, make you move away from that control, consciously controlled state. And as you start doing that and you, you start learning how to regain control. So for example, you're breathing consciously, you're in the Zen mode, walking down the street, and I'm like, wow, scream in your face and stuff. You've got to get from that point of react, almost reacting and getting to that, to going back to your conscious breath. So restoring breath, 
right you know and this is great for anxiety especially social anxiety mm. and and also um acute paranoia excellent for this too you know anytime like you're walking down the street and ptsd um when you're walking when you're walking down the street and you're starting to feel negative and you're starting to feel like maybe you know you should return home this is not good for you you're feeling that someone's watching you or that you feel a little bit insecure about the way you look compared to what you're seeing out there in the world you're learning to restore breath because those thoughts and those feelings those mental health issues they're taking your breath away they're taking your breath away from your conscious awareness and your ability to be in life so if you constantly Keep breathing back and we keep restoring your content. Like do that every day. That's the best part of advice I give to anyone who's depressed. Mm. I was like, I'm not telling you to do anything else, but breathe. Can you handle that? Right. Me? Yeah. We <laughs> should all like, know yeah, how can... to by now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, You're doing it already. Obviously yeah. you do it a little bit more with more attention, you know, start there, start breathing. So now you leveled up your meditation to the next level. You're now, you've separated um, sense from thought. Now you're, placing a breath between each experience you're recognizing where things are capturing your attention from thought to feeling to emotion and whatnot and you're constantly getting control of that con that pump that breath mm. that pumps your life and then you're measuring everything against it if something like if you're anxiety <laughs> anger <laughs> you know we breathe differently with different emotions Definitely. you are learning to separate and distinguish all these dif different ways of being now you can start entering those esoteric states of awareness now it's like now you're measuring frequencies like what frequency of breath does anger kick in mm. you know what frequency of breath does anxiety kick in? and you can measure these frequencies then you can look in at someone down shoot like huh the way you're breathing are you anxious you know communication improves yeah. you recognize how people are communicating and connecting where they are with their breath you know i can change my frequency very quickly like for example when i want to get something out i'll put 10 times more energy in just so i can say it but when I want someone to listen, I change my tone and I'll breathe a little bit clearly. Mm. When I'm ready for a question, I just sit back and just like, okay, go. You know, you just learn to communicate. Yeah. You learn to listen to these cues. You pick that up in the first five, 10 minutes of meeting someone. Congratulations. Meditation is now helping you not only alleviate symptoms of your mental health issues, not only getting you more present in life, it's now getting you to communicate better. Yeah, which is... Yeah a key in life for sure yeah. so like, now imagine going to the doctor and telling them how you feel and now imagine going to the psychiatrist and like this is what i'm feeling i feel it here in my body and i think it like this in my mind mm -hmm. we could improve the world in so many different ways no but, definitely yeah, that's just the beginning yeah no definitely <laughs> I, I feel like that we would be in much better situation if more people communicated more and yeah. focus on their breaths and everything like that definitely um would be like i said i hate to keep saying it but especially with the last year that we've had and everything like that so um hopefully we get there one day though <laughs> we will i think this this the, everything that's going on with the pandemic everything that's going on with the economy and jobs and it's time people people are realizing that there's got to be more to this and there's mm -hmm. got to be we're looking for it we're actively trying to think of i think this is the first time the majority of the world is like well what is life like we're getting into those questions right a lot exactly. more like conversations like what is there to life and start realizing as you're caving in by those four walls that you exactly things that uh, usually people question people are like oh you're crazy don't think that and now i'm like see everybody <laughs> it was valid questions all along and that's how you elevate your meditation though so you can start with an intention or a question
mm. with an intention. It's like, I'm intending to restore peace of mind. I'm intending to develop a solution to this problem. That's an intention to a meditation. Right. When you really want something from your mind, like, what do I need to know? I need to feel courage because I'm scared. I need to feel strong because I feel weak. I need to feel secure because I feel insecure. That's meditating with an intention, deciding how you need to feel to counteract whatever challenges you're facing in life and then stay on it until you get there. Right. The other way is when you question something, when you start questioning the belief system, like life, like especially for my clients who are wealthy, have everything like on paper, perfect kids, wife, cars, whatever. I get them to question all of it. I, if you want to elevate to this, to, to elevate self-actualized states to self-transcendence, question your beliefs. Mm. question it all what is the purpose of this creation what is the value of this creation what is the value of this this and this and once you get comfortable questioning everything whereby you're not afraid to raise questions mm -hmm. like for example when i was relationship coaching i was like have you ever asked each other what the point of this relationship is mm. you know and that just throws them off and i was like yeah. <laughs> if you're scared you know that's the whole reason why you got into this thing in the first place if you're scared to ask that question because you've lost sight of it there's your communication error right that but <laughs> and once you get to a point where you're just unafraid to ask questions to whatever you're dealing with like literally do i actually love my kids you know ask those questions in your mind not be afraid to ask them because you want the answer mm -hmm. and once you get comfortable there then you can start rejecting things mm -hmm. outright I'm not interested. Like, and that's where you move consciousness into transcendent states because you're like, I don't need this. Oh, no, I don't you. need this love. Yeah. Like, literally, it's like, no, thank you. Shaking your head. There's a technique yeah. I teach called the rejection method. It literally is just when a thought or feeling comes into your mind, you just like shake your head back. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> and go up. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, but it's simple. It's not difficult. But it's powerful. It's powerful. Yes. Like, my book was double, if not triple the size intentionally, <laughs> but then we cut it down because it was like, you don't need the esoteric stuff. We need mm -hmm. the formulas. We need to the simplicity of meditation. Definitely. And that's my dream to bring back. Awesome. That's always good. Um, I, again, I feel like people would really benefit if they really did pick up on all of these different um, yeah. methods and everything like that. So it's, it's awesome that you're out there teaching that and spreading that um, sunshine, if you will, into the world. Um, is there anybody for my next question that brings that sunshine for you? Any Who inspires you? Or as of recently, somebody kind of checked me and it, it could be also a group of people. So if you're like, oh, uh, frontline workers or teachers, they inspire me. So anybody that sticks out that you're like, oh, I'm inspired by X, Y, and Z. Oh, people, and uh, I don't, I don't know. Inspiration for me, it's hard um, to seek inspiration in this world, and I think that's probably why so many of us are struggling. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I think that when you ask that question, does someone pop out straight away? Not necessarily. Like me, um, my circle, my my life, it's very close to my heart. Mm -hmm. So my inspiration is nearby. It's like a phone call away. Like my sister. Yeah, you know who has a very different experience of life to me very different um and the way she can persevere inspires me mm. my mom her strength of mind and character the way she taught me meditation when i just pick up the phone and call or call her she inspires me my dad you know in and out of hospital and you know everything that he's had has been the rarest thing you can get and it's impossible for, like the things we get the 
back from the doctor's like it's impossible you shouldn't be breathing right now why is he mm-hmm. breathing you know and that's inspiring to see how strong the body and the resilient of will can be yeah you know so when i think about inspiration you can i can talk about books and people and out everyone out there where you can read but ultimately if you really want to move your life forward look a little closer to home yeah look at those around you you know i'm learning this in business like even just now speaking to um, my business partner we were we were trying to create all these magic stuff and we realized we've got something great with this book why don't we just start here mm-hmm. you know why try and scale up and be more like the other bigger people when we can just start our own journey and be ourselves right. an individual and create a new avenue in the world definitely you know and i think that's where that's that's the only way i can answer that question yeah those my those who inspire me are close to close to home no, definitely. And that's inspiring within itself because it's yeah. very true, <laughs> especially yeah. the older I get. I'm like, yeah, you should really. Yeah, it's really. Um, it, I know there's, there's a quote from my favorite movie of all time, The Wizard of Oz at the end uh, when Dorothy, because, you know, the whole beginning of the movie, she's mm-hmm. running away from her problems and everything. And mm-hmm. I, of course, as a child and even now as an adult looked really deep into it. She ends up at this place that was horrible to her and everything. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, if I ever go looking for my heart's desire, yeah. I'll, I won't look past my backyard. Cause if it's not there, I never really lost it to begin with. So that's what that reminded me of. Like it, it, it's close to you. You don't have to go out. It should be, you know, it's, it's right yeah. here for you. And meditation taught me that. Yeah. Oh, that's like, awesome too. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I, I mean, I love, for example, poetry. So I love the poems of Rumi and I love Maya Angelou because you've got this one poet who's speaking to the, through the heavens and into the skies. And you've got the other, po- other poetry that's talking about the experiences, encouraging people to, see, to go into the heavens right. and go into the seek in the skies. And that contrast really gets me going. And I don't, I don't necessarily call it more an inspiration, more of a, like a guiding tool. These mm. individuals is kind of look, this is how we're going to persevere, learn these lessons from us and grow. Um, but there's tons of content you can go out there, but ultimately it's inspiration to really kick in. It has to be, it has to yeah. be at home. No, definitely. Which is awesome. And thank you for sharing that though. Um, next part is one of my favorite parts. I call it rapid fire questions. Oh, hey, so, these, <laughs> so these are the, the questions that are super random. Okay. Um, so. I'll flip through a few of them and there's no right or wrong and no judgment. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, what is your favorite meal of the day and why? Lunch. Lunch. And why is that? Lunch. Because it bridges the two separate of the day if that makes sense like you have this early start and you got this whole thing going on in the morning getting you going and then lunch it's like a conscious break mm-hmm. i think lunch is like the most meditative meal it's true <laughs> yeah is. that's when we all have lunch breaks and stuff throughout the day yeah, yeah it definitely like it's, is. It's, it's the most meditative meal i'll definitely say lunch <laughs> uh if you had an extra hour in your day how would you use it uh dancing dancing let me see here. Would you rather go swimming at the beach or go swimming in a pool or not swimming at all? <laughs> uh, beach. Beach, yeah. I definitely I've grown to love beaches. I just grew up in Florida my whole life. So I, I've been around beaches so much, but then I spent the past two years away from any beach at all. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I could do this anymore. So <laughs> I moved back to Florida. Wow. Uh, this is always an interesting one that people um, have to think back. What was your first job? 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Uh, does a paper round count? A paper that totally round? counts. Okay, that was technically my first professional legal job. Okay, yeah, no, that definitely. <laughs> Did you have to like ride a bike like they do in the movies and throw yeah, them? like I literally saved Wow. up, bought a bike, and then uh, I think my dad kind of chipped in as well because I ain't going to get a decent bike with my It's like, scooter. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I found then... this <laughs> rusty thing that I could afford. One of my bikes got <laughs> stolen, man. It oh was no. stuck. Yeah. Yeah, stuck at the end, and that's a drama. No, um, yeah, no, it's the the yeah paper round was the best job because it was it was the first time I was like, yeah, I can I can do I can I do can stuff. earn my own thing and do my own thing. That Yeah. sense of independence. That's what we don't encourage our teens to do enough. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, here's an iPad. Have fun. And I'm like, yeah. hey, I remember Figure it. out the world. Exactly. Yeah, no. And plus, I feel like uh, <laughs> a lot of bike riding and good exercise, too, which yeah. teens are not doing usually these days as well. Um, I've... last question. What was your favorite subject in school? And this could be any grade ever. Religious education. Solid. Fascinating. It was, yeah, it was between that and drama. the two the two classes because religion education it was just interesting because our school was so diverse Yeah. so i was Was really this like in high school? yeah 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 Oh, okay. and i was like um and because i was learning of the esoteric crap at home as well Mm -hmm. well not i wouldn't call it crap it's bad well, it's might be whatever <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but i was well it was just so much knowledge i was learning all that at home so i was always fascinated by it so when i was learning about like The Torah, for example, learn about Judaism. Hmm. <laughs> And do you know the Torah begins? Like, first there was thought, then that thought manifested into, like, everything exists as a thought. It's like, whoa, Oh, wow. that whole idea was just stepping back. Yeah. Um, and then it got created. Like, that to me was, that's fascinating Yeah, to it me. definitely is. So that's why religious education was a great thing. And then, of course, because we were in a diverse school, the kids, like, for example, there was one month where, like, during Ramadan, and I couldn't understand Ramadan, why the people weren't eating. Like some Hmm. of my friends went eating. Um, and so religious education enabled us to approach those questions and find those answers without feeling like, oh, I'm intruding on certain practices. Yeah. Yeah, the the high school that I went to, both high schools were in small town southern states, so Well, there was no <laughs> religious studies. you don't get a religious education? No, Oh. uh, no. But I did in college, I actually took a, a religious studies course because Nice. I was so interested because I was like, I've only heard of one my whole life. Um, kind of curious to see what. That explains a lot. Yeah, it's the South <laughs> for sure. Well, <laughs> I was just trying to think about the difference between just like, because I was just in England for a few months. And I was like, there's a difference within like the how we communicate to each other in England compared to how I'm experiencing in North America. And maybe that's a component to it. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So for me that's to good. research later. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it totally, yeah, it's, it's a different, different world for sure. Um, see, that was painless. Thank you so much for answering those. Um, I'm always get a kick out of what people say and it gets listeners to know you a little bit better. So uh, thank you. Uh, Next is all more serious, but not really serious. <laughs> Mental health. Um, I'm really big on breaking the stigma around it. So I'm sure meditation is one of them. Is there anything else that you do to help keep your mental health in check? breathe just breathe breathe uh breathe and yeah and express never be afraid to express yourself even if it's harsh and uncomfortable you don't have to scream and shout it just Mm-hmm. write it record it Mm. 
video it. I mean, how many more tools do you need in your pocket to be yeah. able to do this? Um, if you need want to learn what's going on with you, record yourself, talk to yourself as much as you can and watch it back. Mm. Uh, when I, because there was this moment in my life where I stopped meditating and I really didn't know who I was. I was just adopting one identity after the other. You know, I was at university, adopted the, uh, the identity of the people around me there. At this mm-hmm. other place, again, same thing, just adopting identities. So I would record myself when I was on my own and just paid attention to how I'm communicating. Right. And I started realizing those are, these are my words. Mm. This is not how I feel within. This is not what I'm thinking and feeling. This is not what people are hearing. You know, and yeah. it's really eye-opening. Yeah, definitely. And I never thought, because I, I journal and stuff like that, ironically i've never thought about recording my thoughts or stuff but in some way i do every week with this show um but i definitely see that being something powerful you just have to get over the fact that like most people i was one that hated the sound of my own voice but i had to get over that real fast (laughs) when i spend hours listening to my own voice um each week but um and i have heard of friends will do like voice memos and stuff to save like Oh, I had a thought earlier or something like that. So I can definitely mm. see how that, that benefits uh, when it comes to mental health. Um, when for you sure. start, that's a tip for that thing with the hating your own voice. Um, mm. You only hate your voice when you're not happy with what you're saying. I mm. find when you really understand what you're saying and you got a truth that's coming out, you're like the content. That, yeah, that sound, that I feel like that's so true because before when I hated my voice, it was only because I used to work in a customer service job that I hated. (laughs) And so they would make us listen back to some of our calls. And I was like, oh, I hate this. This is excruciating. But now I'm like, oh, I sound fine when I'm talking about meditation or whatever I want. So that is so true. And I never put, (laughs) yeah, I never, I never put two and two together. Um, I feel like my mind is a little blown there. So thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you an invoice later. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, sorry. Uh, Awesome. (laughs) Well, uh, another favorite uh, part of this show, I always ask for recommendations. It doesn't have to be anything new. It can be something that you've just discovered. So any movies music tv shows podcasts or books that you're obsessed with right now that you're really into or that you just want to share in general uh, go I for feel it. like this is because so, i don't have any because uh, i don't have any like fun crazy wonderful ideas the more kind of like religious, religious education like who picks that as a favorite subject <laughs> oh <called>? no <laughs> so this is <laughs> so i'm sorry about this <laughs> no not. um and let me i'll explain it fully so people get what, <laughs> what okay. i said uh, so I listen, I'm listening to classical music a lot. Um, but let me explain why. It's because I sit in meditation and listen to it silently. When I listen to the cello, I feel like the back of my mind is getting really active. Mm-hmm. I feel like my back, the whole back of my brain, whatever it's called up here, mm-hmm. is being very stimulated. Like you hear the cello, put some yo-yo man and boom, it's like <laughs> the yeah. whole back of my mind just feel like it's waking up. Then I'll play like a violin track. And I feel as if like all up here is dancing and mm. moving about. And so then I'll try it with a flute and then I'll try it with all these specific different instruments. And you're like, whoa, this stuff is really waking up my brain. Right. Then I start listening to like symphonies and orchestras and like, whoa, <laughs> you know? So that's why I would say listen to classical music. I mean, I'm talking, 
yeah and the more raw the better like if it's mm. just a high quality audio and it's just one or two instruments and there's so much and the classical in, uh, music industry is so underrated yeah. like talk about activating your intelligence listen to classical music when you can classical indian music classical african mm. music class because you got to remember these these musics were were composed with the ear right it wasn't composed with the intent to like i want to send a million copies you know exactly yeah yeah you know? the, like that's what modern music is it's like i need to Definitely. get a hit i, I need, need to get it yeah. i need to pay rent yeah <laughs> yeah but when you listen to the classical music you'll notice it is it's, there's this kind of you have to create it with your ear and more so as opposed to creating it with what a system that already works Definitely. and that's why i love listening to that so recommended classical music and religious education i'm sorry to bore you <laughs> no 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 trust me uh, okay good knowing my listeners there is probably <laughs> bountifuls of them good. that are like good. i'm ready i let me go now and uh, study up say on that some- <laughs> I was teaching the kids classes and I was teaching like kids as young as five to like teenagers 13 mm. 14 15 16 and whatnot and um I would try classical pieces with them and they're like this is boring so yeah. I'll put some like Billie Eilish on and, stuff, and they went for it and we got them meditating for five ten minutes I'm like fine You're like, okay but it works here. so I've, I've, there's ways but yeah listen to your favorite music and just listen to it just sit yeah. and consciously listen to it yeah music is so important I love music but I don't think I remember taking musical class classes and stuff. And we would listen to classical music. I highly doubt they do it anymore. Highly, highly doubt it, but I used to love it. And I I feel like now that, yeah, they're saying it's boring because they've never probably heard of it and studied it and know what went into it, but we would learn about it. So I appreciate classical music. Yes. (laughs) That's good. Awesome. So before we wrap everything up, I do want to give you opportunity to let, or I almost said viewers. I always say that and it's because I'm viewing you and I get <laughs> sidetracked. Listeners know where they can find you on social media, website, where to find your book as well. And like I said, the meditation starter kit is super awesome. So I'll link that down below so people can find it, but let them all know where they can find you. So if everyone just goes to meditatethebook.com, Mm-hmm. and meditatethebook.com you'll get access to the starter pack the free mini course you'll get a link direct there's a link directly to the book um on the, on the on amazon so it's available on amazon it'll link you directly to it and then if you want to learn more about me there's a little bit of that too awesome yeah so meditate the book is all you need perfect to. yeah uh and I'll, like i said i'll definitely put it in there um in the the description because i feel like again we're we're so Let's, where's the link? Yeah, thanks for saying it. But um, anywho, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you coming on and sharing. Um, again, I'm so grateful to have people like you on the show. My show actually just, it's not when this episode airs, but today it turned one years old. So oh, happy excited. birthday. Yes, happy birthday, Sunshine, to you. <laughs> so uh, again, if it wasn't for awesome people like you coming on, there would be no show. So I am internally grateful thank you so much and thank you for taking the time to create such a platform too oh thank you i appreciate that well until next time stay safe and have a fantastic day thank you thank you no secret that i am one to not shy away from a good meditation talk chat whatever you might want to call it so let me find something in the self meditation book that I have. Um, let's see. Meditation can be a difficult practice to get into. Be patient. That is very true. 
that's why, you know, even in this show, I say, let's try one minute at a time, you know? Speaking of which, that leads me to next <laughs> up. Let's enjoy this week's Meditation Minute. It's a great introduction. Well, my loves, that's all I have for you this week. Thank you again so much for coming back. Um, if this is your first time here, welcome. Please come back again. That'd be great. Sunshine Stevens, where is that? Uh, big thank you to new friend and meditation teacher slash extraordinaire, <laughs> Terry. Uh, again, go check out uh, Terry's book. It's on Amazon. I will link it down below. Um, and enjoy some meditation this week. I, I challenge yourself, challenge yourself to uh, uh, meditate at some point, even if we're starting small and you only do a minute or two a day, just as long as you're not closing your eyes while you drive. <laughs> that would not be good. Um, anywho, if you could leave me some reviews, <laughs> um, you can actually do now on do so now on Spotify. So if you go to Sunshine Steven on Spotify, if that's where you're listening to this right now, please give me a review. That'd be great, and it really helps me out. Um, Apple, you can do the same thing, or really whichever platform you are using right now. I'm sure you can leave a review. Please do. Share with your friends and everything like that. Um, spread the word. Thank you again so much for listening. Um, it just really means a lot. I'm so happy to be back in the spirit of it. It's a lot of work, but it pays off, right? Uh, join me on my journey. You can follow me at Sir Stephen Rice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on Clubhouse as well, too. Even though I'm not really on sorry um and then you can also check out my website sirstevenrice.com where i have short stories and blog posts yeah updates stay safe out there and until next time have a fantastic day <laughs>